James chapter number one tonight. James chapter number one. It's kind of interesting. I wasn't sure where to preach next, and when we finished up Romans, and uh, I really felt strongly uh, to the Lord wanted me to preach the first few verses of the book of James, and ever since then, I've just no turning back, and uh, I'm glad to be preaching tonight from James chapter number one. The last two verses of chapter number one, verses 26 and 27. And this uh, book of the Bible is written to Christian people. A lot of people call it the Proverbs, the New Testament. And uh, this is helpful to the Wednesday night crowd. There's no doubt about it. Some things we need to pay attention to. James chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. The Bible says, If any man among you seem to be religious, and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Father, we pray you bless your word, the preaching of your word. Help us to honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says in verse number 27, pure religion, pure religion. In verse 26, the Bible says, If any man among you seem to be religious, and brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. And there's a contrast here between vain religion and pure, undefiled religion. Pure religion. Folks, I'll have you know something. There's never been a time in the history of man that's more important that, than now that Christian people their faith in Christ, their relationship to Christ, their worshiping of God Almighty, their standing for the Lord, there's never a more important time than right now that it be pure, that it be real, not vain, not some type of form, but real. I'll tell you, there's no doubt about it, the prayer request time and the emphasis during our prayer request time is uh, real. What our world needs is Jesus. What the United States of America needs is Jesus. What the state of Virginia needs is Jesus. What Smith County needs is Jesus. What Chilhowee needs is Jesus. And don't forget it, Chilhowee Baptist Church needs a real connection and love for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm thankful for anybody that has the interest in the things of God to offer prayer requests like this. I'm praying that I don't lose my first love. That's wonderful. All of us need to have a yearning and desire to have our hearts in tune with God. Pure religion. Pure religion. Real, not vain. Real. Something that has a true connection to the power of God. Something that produces results that only God can produce. Pure religion. Oh, I want my religion, my faith. That word religion is worshiping, literally the meaning of it is worshiping of God. I want my worshiping of God to be real, pure, wholesome, right. And not some vain act of tradition. Not some vain act of ritual, pure religion. Tonight's message is simply titled that, Pure Religion. May God help us to have pure religion. 
Look what the scripture says here. We'll study this passage together. Pure religion is characterized by, number one, a bridled tongue. Look what the Bible says in verse 26. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion is characterized by a bridled tongue. Verse 26 says this, If any man among you seem to be religious. Let's just look at that, break it down. If any man among you seem to be religious. What's James saying? There, James is saying there are people who seem to be true worshipers of God. But he says, guess what? They really aren't. The sad news about this passage of Scripture and about this truth is that there are people who seem to be religious and the Bible says that they deceive their own heart. There are people who seem to be religious, who act religious, but they deceive their own hearts. They deceive their hearts. They act religious. They do religious things. They, if anybody would ask, yes, they're religious. They're worshipers of God. Yes, those folks have pure religion. But God says, I want you to know something. If you seem to be religious, but you bridle not your tongue, you've deceived yourself. What's the testimony? What's the test? What's the proving grounds of what's really going on in my heart? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so the scripture says, if you don't bridle your tongue, if you don't control your tongue, if you don't have your tongue under control, if you don't bridle your tongue, your religion is vain. It's not pure religion. Pure religion is characterized by a bridled tongue. Folks, we need to pay close attention to the words of our mouth. We need to pay close attention to the word of our mouth because the words of our mouth are a reflection of the condition of our hearts. And there's a great need today to have pure religion, pure, true, real worship, true, pure, real faith, true, pure, real relationship with the creator of the universe. We need to make sure that our religion is not Vain. The Bible says we need to bridle our tongue. I want you to think back through the day, just today. What has your tongue told you about your heart? Now look, that's not, I don't say that just to make you feel really guilty. I say that because we need to really check with our hearts. And see the direction we're going in. And our mouths testify to the condition of our hearts. And when our mouths testify and say, your heart is cold as ice. Your heart is turned against God. When our mouth says that our hearts are cold and rotten and our religion is vain, that's just a reminder that we need to repent and turn to the Lord and ask Him for forgiveness. And do the work that is necessary to clean up our hearts. You see, there's no room in the life of a Christian for an unbridled tongue. I hear people occasionally brag about, I'll just tell you whatever I say, whatever I think I say it. (laughs) Now, there may be an instance where an honest person would say that and not 
mean it the wrong way. But I'll just tell you, if everything that comes across your brain comes out your mouth, you probably aren't doing the right thing a lot of the time. Now, the Bible says a fool uttereth his whole mind. Who utters his whole mind? A fool. It's foolish to run your mouth all the time. And what's worse than it being foolish for you to run your mouth all the time and complain and whine and bicker and be bitter, what's worse than run your mouth all the time is the fact that it is the testimony that your heart is rotten to the core. May the Lord help us. Let's have confession time with Pastor Cody. This is our booth. <laughs> I've always wanted a confession booth. Here we are. I'm just kidding. I've not always wanted a confession booth. Here's our confession booth. Let's confess. How many of you talk to yourself? Would you raise your hand if you talk to yourself? Yeah, me too. Now, most of the time, I do not talk to myself audibly. Uh, most of the time, I'm talking to myself quietly. How many of you talk to yourself quietly? Nobody hears it, but you hear it because you're talking to yourself. Me too. I talk to myself all the time. I want to encourage you to do something. You know what I do? And nobody on the earth knows this but me. But I catch myself often talking to myself in words and tones that I know are not pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> that conversation I have inside of me is rolling around here. Nobody hears it but me. I'm talking to myself. Sometimes I'm talking to myself and what I'm saying is not very nice. You know what that means, don't you? That's Greek for shamey, shamey, shamey. Laying all jokes aside, when we start talking to ourselves, we should pay attention to the words that we use inside our hearts. Because our conversation, our words should be chaste and pure. And when they're not, it's because our hearts are not in tune with God. I'm confident there are people who have seemed to be religious. But if we were to be able to hear the conversation that they have with their nearest and dearest friends, or if we were able to hear the conversation that they have with their selves, it would tell a different story. Now, I'm not telling you that every conversation you have with yourself is going to be perfect from here on out. But the words of my heart testify to the condition of my heart. I've said this many times, but I want to say it over and over again. I'll never quit. So many times I run into people and they'll slip and say a bad word in front of the preacher. Nothing more embarrassing. Actually, there are some people I know that they've got a bad habit of using foul language. And if they don't know that I'm the preacher, I make sure they know I'm the preacher as soon as possible just because I don't want to embarrass them. But then sometimes somebody will slip and say something they shouldn't in front of the preacher and they feel so bad. And here's what I tell them. Don't worry about me. God's with you all the time. And then... I want you to know, I don't like and I don't want people using profanity around me. I hate it. But I don't hate to hear people say bad words because my ears are so tender. Oh, you hurt my little feelings. 
That's not it at all. I don't want to hear that trash coming out of people's mouth because it breaks my heart to know that that is what their heart looks like. And my burden is not to protect my widow ears. My burden is that their heart needs to be turned back to God. It's so important. And let me tell you something. The Bible says something about your faith, your religion, your worshiping of God. If you don't bridle your tongue, your religion isn't pure. If you don't guard the words of your mouth and the words of your heart, your religion is not pure. And we need to do business in our heart with God. It's so sweet to know that if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just forgive us our sin. It's so wonderful to know that God will use His Word to wash our hearts of the filth. Oh my God, help us. You see, pure religion is characterized, number one, by a bridled tongue. Let's just keep looking at this verse. I don't want to miss anything. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Now look at the Bible. It says he deceives his own heart. If you think, oh my, I'm a Christian, I'm a faithful Christian, but your mouth is out of control, it's unbridled, the Bible says you've deceived yourself. You're deceived. You say, I don't want to go around and be deceived. How many of you like to be deceived? I hate to be deceived. I especially don't want to deceive myself. But if you think, oh, I'm religious, I'm faithful, I'm godly, I come to church on Wednesday night, I think it's great you're here on Wednesday night. Let me tell you something. If your mouth is full of trash all week long, your religion is vain. Do something about it. Let's straighten it up. Let's fix it. The Bible says it's vain. And the Bible says you have deceived your own heart. That word deceived. It came up last week in our message. Look back just a few verses. Verse number 22. In verse number 22, the Bible says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I don't know if you remember what we talked about last week. The Bible says if you are a hearer of the word only, you just hear the word and you don't do, you deceive yourselves. You remember we talked about that. You hear the word and you're like, my lands, I'll tell you one thing, I'm not going to do that ever again. Before you ever leave the auditorium, you forgot everything you committed to the Lord. You just deceived yourself. Let's not live deceived lives. And you can think that my religion can be pure and my mouth can be rotten if you want to, but you're deceived. It's not true. Pure religion. Pure religion is characterized by a bridled tongue. Number two, pure religion is characterized by social compassion and action. Look at the scripture says in verse 27. The Bible says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And the word here just teaches us that we are to uh, visit. The word visit literally means to uh, look after, look in on, attend to. Now, we're to be checking up on people. It's my job to visit, tend to, look into, look after. But it's not just my job, it's yours too. All Christian people are to be caring for other people. 
I've had people tell me before, I've got so many problems, I can't even take care of myself. How can I possibly take care of anybody else? Well, you're deceived. You're deceived. You see, when you begin to invest in other people, there's something that God does in your life that helps you with the multitude of your problems too. We're to help other people. Now look, you become so self-centered that all you can see is your problems. I'm going to tell you something. You're never going to get to the bottom of your problems. The Bible says if you have pure religion, you are going to tend to care for other people too. You see, it's God's way. God's way. We are investing in other people. Visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. How many of you know someone's afflicted? Sad thing to be afflicted. Sad thing to have trouble. We're to look in on them. We're to care for them. We're to tend to them. I am and you are too. We should never make excuses to why we can't care for other people. There's plenty for us all to do. We're to tend to, we're to care for social compassion and action. Have you found yourself cold-hearted? How many of you see folks in need and you just don't even care anymore? That's not the spirit of a Christian. We're to care first and then we're to act on the burden that God puts in our hearts. We should always be looking to do something for someone else. I don't know exactly how that looks every time, but we should always be looking to do something for somebody else. I wonder, would you ask the Lord to show you something to do for somebody else? Ask him, show me, Lord, something to do for somebody else. As soon as tonight, no later than this time tomorrow, give me something to do for somebody else. I'll just tell you something. He'll give you something to do for somebody else. And if you do it, you'll be glad you did. And you'll be on the path of pure religion. Religion that has teeth and Meat and substance. You see, pure religion is characterized by a bridled tongue. Pure religion is characterized by social compassion and action. And finally, pure religion is characterized by separated, holy living. Here's what the Bible says. Pure religion, verse 27, and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. What are we to do as Christian people? I'll tell you, we're to stay away from sin. The Bible says, I memorized this verse of a teenager here at Joy Baptist Church. The Bible says, Love not the world, they're the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. We're just to be separate from the world. We're to be different. The Bible says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will be with thee. What do we do? We're, to, we're not to be involved in all the filth and trash of the world. But we need to say no to sin. How are you doing in that category? You know, it's something to me to talk to people who have religious experiences. Now, I won't give you a plug nickel for religious spiritual goosebumps that do not produce religious spiritual fruit. 
The Bible says you'll know them by their experiences in church services. No. The Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. You know, a lot of people spend their Christian life looking for one emotional experience to another emotional experience, and they think that somehow is religion. The Bible says that if you live in sin... It doesn't matter how exciting the emotional experience in a worship service is, your religion is vain. If you don't bridle your tongue, it doesn't matter how excited you got the last time everybody got to hooping and hollering in church or the preacher got real loud and worked up. If you don't bridle your tongue and you don't stay away from sin, your religion is vain. Don't be deceived by that. Hey, listen. I've had lots of really... Emotional, fun, exhilarating experiences in my short 40 years. I was a little boy and went to a three-dog night concert. It was great. I don't necessarily recommend it, but Jeremiah the bullfrog was on that night. And I'll never forget it. That didn't make me more of a Christian. That didn't make me more of a worshiper of God. Matter of fact, it probably set me back a little bit. Folks ask, how in the world can we get more people in church? I said, well, I don't know how to get more people in church. It's easy. We'll hire Willie Nelson. <laughs> you know, you can hire him. And if you hire him, you can get a big crowd in church. And you can get a lot of people really excited. But when it's all said and done, what do you have? You can put Jesus in the front of it, in the back of it, in the middle of it. But when you get finished, what do you have? Well, if you don't have tongues that are bridled, if you don't have people who love other people as the byproduct, if you are not separated and holy, living for God and His glory, away from sin as the byproduct. Let me tell you something. I don't care how much you use the Lord's name, it's most likely in vain. May the Lord help us. You see, the Bible says that we're not to be looking for some feeling. We're to be living holy life, separated unto God for His glory. Let me tell you something sweet. If you'll put Jesus first, and you'll study and learn his word, and you'll determine with God's help, I'm going to have a heart that's void of offense between the Lord. I'm going to watch my mouth. I'm going to care for other people. I'm going to say no to sin. Let me tell you something really wonderful. You'll have a blast. It's so free and so sweet to be unencumbered by the trash of the world. It is so sweet to have a conscience that is void of offense between God and men. Let me tell you something, it'll feel good to be right with God. See, we need to be yearning in our hearts to have pure religion. Let me ask you, is your religion just something you've always done? Something we constantly do? Something if I don't do, I know I'll get in trouble if I don't do it. That kind of grind. Folks, we should yearn our hearts to have pure religion. And pure religion just looks like this. A bridled tongue, love for other people, and no saying no to sin. 
It works. It's right. Pure religion. Also, pure religion is the thing that your children need. It's the things that our church needs. It's things that the grandkids need. It's what your husband or your wife needs. It's what our community needs. It's what our state needs, our country needs. It's got to start somewhere. I pray it'll start in our hearts. See, the Lord highlights things. How many of you would say, the Lord's highlighted something in my heart that I know that I want to change, I want to help, I want to be better about. The Lord's highlighted some things in my heart. Now, would you raise your hand? Me too. Let's deal with it. Let's start the path to pure religion. And you know what? There's no telling what God can do with a group of people who are just determined with his help to do his will the right way, pure religion.